This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a tremendous Thursday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley, and it's you here with us. On the BetQL Network, simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. Two hours of badass wagertainment coming your way as we get you set to bet and hopefully win on all the various sports out there right now. And there are many of them, and we will hit all of them coming up over the course of the next two hours. Our friend Rick Camp will stop by in 40 minutes from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. Rick's going to talk some NBA with us. And Rick will also get us set to bet the race in Bahrain this weekend. Formula One returns to our lives. The season of uh, Drive to Survive is on Netflix now. It is sensational. I'm almost done with it. Absolutely love it. So Rick's going to give us some bets for Formula One. And uh, Ken and I will talk about it later in the show also, where maybe a good betting opportunity has been presented to us based on the way some of these cars looked in practice sessions. And I promise if you're out there and you're like, what are they talking about? We're going to make it make sense. And again, potential money-making opportunity as well. So looking forward to that. We'll also get you set for NFL win totals when those markets open coming up later this spring uh, with eight buckets as we'll project the Cleveland Browns and a couple teams in the AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, shaping up to be one of the most interesting teams this offseason heading into the 2024 NFL regular season. We'll talk Jacksonville, some other teams in the AFC South. Power Hour, Final Hour, will feature all our bets for tonight. But for the next couple segments, we'll be recapping what we saw last night in the world of sports, NBA, and college hoops, and spinning it forward and seeing what bets uh, we might be able to place as a result. Uh, Ken, let's start in the NBA. There are a couple division prices, I think, that have caught both of our eyes, and we'll go, we'll get to those in a second. But a topic, uh, I would call the topic du jour, means the topic of the day. I don't know what the, what the week is in French, but that would be what this is. Uh, sixth man of the year in the NBA. Topic du jour, du jour, du jour, du jour, fourth day of the week. Uh, Malik Monk of Sacramento remains the favorite in the market. A bigger favorite today than he was yesterday, despite only scoring 14 points last night for the Kings as they are blown out in Denver by the Nuggets. Monk sitting at minus 150. Um, so I think our listeners and viewers are pretty well aware of like the thoughts about this market right now. Monk, a vulnerable favorite. Just can anyone take him down? Uh, Ken, you said you spent a lot of time earlier today thinking about this market. Uh, what do you have for us here, here ahead of uh, Thursday's slate of games where my guy, Bobby Portis, will be playing for the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, the market just continues to move in really really extreme ways right like huge price moves for very late in the season i mean look you know you if you follow the nba most valuable player market you know Jokic could have 50 tonight against miami and you know what is he minus 160 maybe he goes to minus 180 or minus 200 like he moves a little bit and maybe two other guys move back sga and luca but like the 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 general structure of the market stays the same. The favorite's the same. The second choice is the same. The third choice is the same. And it there's almost nothing aside from an injury that can happen that will shake that in one day. Meanwhile, this market where Karis Levert, we did a segment 48 hours ago. He was 14 to 1. Now he's 4 to 1. They played two games. They've played 60. 
<laughs> like it's just again crazy price moves driven by recent performance nas reed was 80 to 1 last week 18 at another place he's seven like crazy price moves and they're all driven i think by the same thing which is that everyone looks at the favorite to win the award and has some response on some spectrum of either okay i get that i still want to bet against it or i don't even get that and i want to bet against it something in there i'm more in the in the vein of like I think Monk is the most likely player to win, but that's still a low percentage, and it's not minus 150. It's not more than 50% to win the award. I think I speculated like 40 yesterday. I think that goes down as they keep losing games. So maybe he only wins a third of the time, and you break up the other 66% among a lot of players. Uh, it's just a really interesting time, and I think there's no – I think my favorite part about it, I was explaining this to someone today. I was like, the most interesting thing is that in usually in these markets, it's just a race to bet the same guy among everybody. Oh, like, you know, uh, Luca wins tonight or like next game, they play Boston. Luca has 60 and hits the, hits the game winner. Everyone's going to go bet Jason Tatum. No, everyone's going to go bet Luca. Everyone's going to go bet him and no one else. And we'll all be racing each other to get the same guy at the same price. And like, no one else will get bet. And with, with some limited exceptions, but almost all of us are going to be hyper-focused on the same thing driven by what just happened. Okay. We had every candidate play last night. No one can agree on what this should be, on who should get bet, who the second choice should be, who the third choice should be, whether Monk should be more of a favorite or less. I think it's insane he became more likely to win off of what happened last night. I, that Last night went exactly as I expected. They got trucked, which means he's less likely to win. I don't care how many points he scored. Also, De'Aaron Fox was out. He still didn't score a lot of points. What an indictment that is. Just like, it's crazy. They play at Minnesota tomorrow. They're going to lose again. They're more likely to win again. What if he scores 20 points in that game? Market going to go down to 200? Like, what, what are we doing? What's going on? So just uh, this this total confusion is just so fun. Like, if you, like, look, if you like sports, like you bet NFL on Sundays and you like the Super Bowl and stuff, like, this will seem boring and mundane. I totally understand that. But if you just like betting markets, I mean, this is it, man. This is awesome. It's the best. No one agrees on yesterday. anything. Yeah, I said this yeah. yesterday. It's just the most interesting thing in sports betting right it's, now. It is, right? It's just it's just awesome. It's just really awesome because there's just so much confusion. There's disarray. There's no consensus. The favorite is somewhere from a little vulnerable to not going to win. Like, it's just it's all of it, all of it together. And there's no agreement. And uh, and it means if you do have a strong opinion, like, look, two two days ago, Levert at Price was the bet. There's no question. He had 15 assists yesterday. He set the Cavaliers franchise record for assists off the bench yesterday, which is a really bizarre record to hold, by the way. But he holds it now. And uh, and they did lose the game for him. Right. Yeah, I, I honestly for him. I, I don't know. But I I did see someone tweet. I think the I, I want to look this up again. I think like the Rubio? record for assists. Well, that's a good question. I was going to say the 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 NBA record for assists off the bench, like period. Somebody had like twenty two or something. I want to say it was like John Lucas had like a lot of assists. You know, Georgia's son. He had like a lot of assists. Like a, you know, in the eighties or whatever. So just like it's a John, it's an obscure John Lucas Junior's dad, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know that that would actually be the familiar relationship. So just uh, you know, what do we have? So okay, how do we further this conversation from what we had yesterday? Uh, Monk plays fine but they lose badly 
And that hurts um, because if they're going to end up in this 9-10 game, I think that's going to make a lot of people not want to vote for him. He doesn't score more than his season average. His season average off the bench has now dropped to exactly 15 points per game. That is not a particularly high number, and it brings him closer to everybody else. So that's pretty interesting. Lost the game, moved closer to everybody. Somehow price went up. That doesn't make any sense. That was wrong. Uh, How about the other players and how they played? Hardaway actually had a pretty good performance for him scored a little bit they won the game which is going to be pretty important them and sacramento are going to have the same problem which is going to be team success and like it's hard are going to be able to consistently have games like that part of his offense that's this is what you struggle with in betting him is he just takes a ton of threes and doesn't do a lot of other stuff so if the threes fall hey that's great also he has games where he goes like one for nine and one for ten and stuff like that he doesn't do anything else so it's like kind of tough. Like these are why some of his scoring games have gone down a lot recently. Just the threes haven't been going in. So he plays pretty well. But the funny thing is he lost a lot of win probability last night. His price went up a lot in the market. And that was actually the first night where that shouldn't have happened. So again, nothing's behaving rationally or normally. Like the guys who are playing well aren't getting bet. Uh, Nas Reed plays really well again last night. His price continues to go down. Lavert, we already mentioned his price continues to go down. And the one price that stays the same is Portis because he doesn't play. But I would argue as all of this uncertainty is swirling, he is becoming more likely to win because there is no consensus, because there is an opportunity. Again, if no one's winning the race, then that means he can get to the lead just as fast as everybody else. And we're going to just continue to see this compression, I think, among these candidates where you're going to have to look at all these guys on a sheet of paper and you're going to go, all right, Monk averages one and a half more points per game than Karis Levert. It's actually less right now. Uh, And Levert's team won eight more games. What do you think the voters are going to do? And if anybody who says, like, I know they're going to do this is wrong because you shouldn't know anything right now. It's going to be we don't know. Uh, maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. So you're just out there grabbing prices, grabbing prices, bet Levert, bet Reed. And that's why he got that down. Portis is the last guy left there for right now. Um and then we just kind of like see what happens when all the when the music stops, <laughs> like who's, who's actually got re- reasonable numbers on a really good team. Um, big prices among any of those players are going to be desirable going forward. And I again, I would just emphasize, like, I don't think Monk remotely became more likely to win the award last night. You better be met with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday talking Wednesday night in the NBA and spinning it forward. Uh, Milwaukee, 11 and a half tonight on the road at Charlotte. It's Bobby time. It's Porta's time. Let's get it done. Yeah. Uh, talk some division prices here, Kem. Maybe Absolutely. this takes us into the next segment. Um, I think a lot of this is pretty interesting. So, and just to say this, we talked about the Southeast division. It was like three weeks ago. Was it like while football season was still going on? When Miami Maybe. and Orlando had like close to the same record and uh, Miami was like a small dog in the division, now like minus 225. Maybe these are markets that me specifically, I'd like to maybe pay more attention to. So the central division right now, which is fronted by the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Milwaukee Bucks, Cleveland losing last night on the road in Chicago. Cleveland is currently a half game up on Milwaukee. Uh, Cleveland is minus 150 to win the division, Milwaukee, uh, plus 110. The Mavericks and Pelicans in the Northwest Division, I think, is pretty interesting. And I'm just going to, hold on, I'm going to, sorry, I had the wrong tab open. I just want to make sure I have the exact, okay. New Orleans is a half game up on Dallas right now. Half game up on Dallas. Dallas minus 120, New Orleans minus 105. The Timberwolves are a little bit ahead of Oklahoma City for the number one seed in the Western Conference. They play in the same division. OKC's plus 135 to win the division. Minnesota plus 175. And Ken, a division that you talked about earlier this week, the Pacific, which you know you gave out the Clippers like at like plus 800. Maybe even it's even longer than that. 
um, back in 2023, the Clippers are minus 2,500. Now, they blow the fourth quarter lead last night against the Lakers. The Suns are eight and a half point home favorites tonight against the Rockets. Phoenix is plus 1,800 to win this division right now. Not a lot of games left, and the Clippers still three and a half games in front, but it's a huge price for Phoenix. Any of these division prices tickle your fancy right now in the NBA? Uh, do the Pacific first. When we did this a couple days ago, I was like, I, I think the Clippers are still fine. But now I have to, I think I, the way I said it was, I wasn't paying any attention before or thinking about it. And now I have to. Uh, and that that, that game last night, uh, like if they win that game, we're probably back to not paying attention anymore because the Kings lose, you know, the Lakers beat the Clippers. So like, you know, I guess the Lakers gain a little bit, but it's really like Phoenix seems like the team that you're worried about here to a certain extent. And, you know, I just, I was bringing up just the updated, cause this stuff's pretty interesting as the games tick off, just, you know, the updated strength of schedule stuff and the re cause I think people would look at the sun's price and the King's price and be like, how are they even that close? Like the sun's upside the rest of the year if Beal plays in the games is way more. Well, the sun's play by far the most difficult schedule remaining. And that's why, and when we do calves and bucks, that's what'll factor into why those prices are what they are. So in order to like make a bet, you you kind of you have to do so understanding that like we know who the opponents are left it's probably more to do with who the opponents are than like team quality you know i think we think the bucks maybe at their best are better than the Cavs at their best or something like that or are going to play well down the stretch play better than the Cavs, but like against competition who knows um the one thing about the pacific though that's just kind of interesting is like the clippers since the all-star break have just kind of been in this funk and if this is just if this is like a longer lasting issue and like Paul George stays in and out of the lineup and they're going to have some back to backs and they might want to rest Kawhi a little bit down the stretch, like it gets a little dicey and you combine that with Phoenix's health, which is always a huge wild card. What if Beal just plays in the damn games? <laughs> then they win 70% of them. That's what happens. Even a tough schedule, they'll win a lot of them. Um, it's just, it's a little more uncertain than you'd like if you were holding the Clippers. You'd rather the Clippers were being chased by Sacramento, who I think is like a known quantity that's never going to win a lot. And that's what they are. And they don't defend. And you can kind of put them in a box. And Phoenix is just a really tough team to peg. That's why they're scary. So again, like I'm not playing any defense yet. It would be Phoenix. I, in order to make the bet, I'd at least want to see Beal play like a couple in a row and know that like the hamstring injury is okay and it wasn't aggravated and they're going to go on a run. Like if it's in and out of the lineup and it's questionable and it's this like, then I I don't want to play any defense. I want to just try to take the Clippers to the finish line and see what happens. Um, and just in case people are like, well, what about the Lakers and the Warriors? Uh, six and a half and seven back respectively of the Clippers. Not a lot of games left. Just tough why to the overcome. prices are so long. Yep. Yeah, in the NBA, you just like, it's not baseball and it's not other sports. Like you just don't see those margins made up very often because even like, even a team like the Clippers that's not playing well, there are like free wins on the schedule. There aren't a lot of them in the Pacific Division. Like you don't play, you know, Memphis and Washington and Detroit uh, that often, but like, it's just, it's not with like 25 games left. It's really with like 18 games left because like all these all these teams have so many freebies against teams that are going to be tanking in the final few weeks. Um, so in like preparation for the show today and also because I just like really like this stuff. Uh, reading this morning about everything that happened in the NBA last night, watching a lot of stuff, watching highlights, etc. I came across something, a quote, a postgame quote from a player that obviously played in the game last night that I found to be very, very interesting, and I think ran contrary to what a lot of people think this team is trying to accomplish over the balance of the rest of the season. And maybe 
This could present a valuable betting opportunity for all of us. I'll run it by my guy Ken Barkley on the other side, and then we'll talk college hoops from last night, and I'll ask Ken, God, does this even pass the laugh test? Should we be considering Rick Barnes in Tennessee to win the national championship? 89-21 point lead. Oh! And a foul. Murray with a little Houdini action there. Now, Sabonis. And the pass is thrown away. Give it to Yoke. Chuck Gordon. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I thoroughly enjoyed those highlights there. Altitude TV, great. courtesy of the call. Yeah. It was good. I thought Yoke was the best part, referring yeah. to Jokic, obviously, but the uh, the Mamma Mia at the end was also, was also excellent. Goodbye. Speaking of uh, speaking of Yoke, I've started now. I wasn't going to, I had no plans to say this on the show today, but um. I've been I've had concerted efforts around to like, eat more protein in my diet, just like generally yeah, sure. get a little older, trying to be a little healthier with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's good for everybody. Exactly. So I've been making like eggs for myself in the morning. I'm a, sure. a terrible cook. Terrible. Not not good at it. I feel like I I might be in the top like one percentile of people that now make scrambled eggs in the entire world. I'm oh. excellent at it. Exotic I can't, I, combinations I can't or just like the basics? Like what? Like explain just, that a little more cheese just cheese and like salt and pepper cheese cheese salt and pepper but like the way like i make them exactly the way i don't like my my scrambled eggs to to be too firm i want them to be like a little runny also like oh. strike that like okay. strike that that balance there yeah i'm really right. liking it anyway and you yolk there you, and yolk in there, you there go. too what's yolk. the uh do you have a you have a favorite like rent and you put i'm guessing you, because of what you said yesterday you put tabasco on your eggs a lot that would be my guess you know you know, we go, this is ridiculous, we go shopping at Trader Joe's because it's close to our house, and they don't sell Tabasco there. So I have, like, the Trader Joe's brand, Sriracha, which I don't like, like as much. They call it Tabasco Joe. They call it something <laughs> ridiculous, right? Yeah. And it's not, right. As, it's not as good. So unfortunately, it's a really, I guess I could just, like, Amazon it and, like, order Tabasco. I yeah. just don't. And a, a helicopter so, a would bring it to your house you. at this point, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> which is, which is, it's a good point by you. But, yeah, my, my egg-making skill's not bad. Anyway, that's a... Uh, Denver Broncos uh, television network coming back from break. Um, and to your point, out, outscored the Kings by Wait, Denver Broncos. in the third quarter. Denver Nuggets. Broncos, Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going on vacation. Eight buckets tomorrow. coming up later. <laughs> <laughs> so the latest suckers. Uh, so, yeah, so the Denver Broncos outscored their opponent by 17 in the third quarter. You won't believe it. Yeah. Uh, the Nuggets blow out the Kings in the third quarter last night, blow them out in the game. And Contavious Caldwell-Pope came said this after the game last night in regards to the one seed in the Western Conference. So Denver right now plays in the same division as both Oklahoma City and Minnesota. Uh, two games back of, of Minnesota right now and like a one and a half games back of Oklahoma City for the one yep. seed. KCP saying, we came in after the All-Star break where, and remember, going into the break, Denver lost three straight, like sky is falling. Now they've kind of like nuked everybody in four games coming out of the break. So KCP saying, we came in after the break. Everyone has the same mentality, the same goal. And that's to get back to the number one spot, the number one seed essentially, and go back to back. Um, Denver's plus 250 to win the division. And it feels like whoever wins this division is going to be the one seed. And we've had a couple guests on this weekend. And it's not even like I like disagree with what they've said, because I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, why would Denver necessarily really care? Like, they'd prioritize health, like getting to the playoffs, and then you probably feel like they're good enough that they could just win another championship. Um, based off that, it kind of sounds like, no, like, this is a thing. Like, they're going to go all out to try and be the one seed in the Western Conference. Does that kind of make you want to do anything different here with the Nuggets? 
Again, like plus 250 to win this division. And that, I think that bet is basically plus 250. Will Denver be the one seed in the Western Conference or not? So maybe maybe it won't be their resting guys down the stretch here to try and keep them healthy. Maybe it's they want to go all out for home court advantage in the West. Everything about that makes me really excited, by the way. Because uh, I'm going to just a, a quick quick tangent and then I'll I'll talk about your the quote and the, and the topic. Uh, they They play great again last night. They win by a large margin. A lot of the game is garbage time. The entire fourth quarter basically is garbage time in the game. Uh, they are improving their statistical profile to an insane degree in a really short amount of time. And if they went into the playoffs with this exact profile, I'm all in. And I, this, is what, this, is what, this is what I've been waiting for. We talked about it for months, weeks. Like, show me you can play a little better for a stretch. Now, they got to keep it up, obviously. Like, it can't get a lot worse. That's what I mean when I say if the playoffs started today. They're already there, though. They're, like, they're, they're there in terms of their stats and, like, their makeup. We already know about the best player on their team is literally the best player in the league, maybe one of the best 15, 20 players of all time already. And so for the team to now look like this, it's like, it's all, for me, almost it's like a relief. Like, oh, phew. Like, okay, like, I, I'm going to bet this team to win the title again, and the chips will fall where they may. But, like, now I, I can do that and not look at my stuff and be like, man, they don't make any sense, though. No, now they make a lot of sense. Now now it's all looking pretty normal, honestly. Um, and, you know, the disagreement that people will have is, like, is going to be about the Celtics and what to do with them. But I think on Denver, everyone's kind of unified to a certain extent. Whether people like Boston or don't like Boston, they kind of agree that Denver is the most likely team to win the West, a formidable title challenger, maybe the most likely team to win. Um, they're, I, you know, I don't know if they'll be the only bet I'll have going into the, the playoffs and, and hopefully into the finals. It's going to be them or them in Milwaukee, and it just depends on how the Bucks play the rest of the season. But it might just be them, and I'd be comfortable going in with 16 teams in the tournament and a lot of teams people like, Thunder, Clippers, Celtics, uh, Milwaukee if they get it together, Philly if Embiid comes back, you know, Miami puncher's chance because they've done it so many times, Warriors and Lakers in the play-in, Luka if he gets hot. If you just gave, like, we do the bucket for the NFL and, and bucket at the start of the year, well, week three, week four before Burrow got hurt, I wanted Kansas City, San Francisco, and Cincinnati, and I didn't want anybody else. And everybody wanted 10 teams, and I only wanted three. Two of them played in the Super Bowl, and one of them won. Uh, I want Denver in the bucket, and I don't want anybody else in the bucket now that they look like this. And I'll, I'll take my chances with them against the field and feel uh, feel really good as of this moment. Somebody gets hurt, they play worse, sure, we'll have the conversation. But just, again, another game last night where they're like, yes, Yes, this is this is what it had to be. Like this is what we needed to confidently bet this team. And I have some now, and it's it, now it's going to be like every week, every couple games. The position will just keep building as they maintain their health as we go into the postseason. Um, and I, you know, I want to have enough in now just in case. Look, if they get that one to get now, bring back in the KCP quote. Like this, this ain't the price when they're the one. Like this isn't it. Like some of this implies they can get got by somebody on the road two straight series and you know what what is what is the path like what if the path is you know home against the clippers but now it's you know at minnesota at oklahoma city which again like they'll they'll be you know i would pick them in those series but the we still way, like them but yeah, yeah to your but point. like but the yeah, road the is tougher yeah. when the road's yeah. way tougher so it's just interesting. It's funny because you play it out the other way. You go, well, what if they get the one? They could get like the Warriors in the first round or something, which would be crazy, or the Lakers, which would be really funny. Like I, their home court is so awesome, and it was so helpful last year that I don't blame them for wanting it. I think it makes a ton of sense that they want it. The last note on the quote that KCP mentioned, like that we were going for the one seed, we want to win back to back. The back to back part, I don't think surprises anybody. Uh, 
one advantage that they have over one team that is above them in the standings. They don't play Oklahoma City again, which which is tough. And Oklahoma City has the easier schedule of the, I think, all three teams down the stretch. And Oklahoma City plays the Spurs tonight. They're a big favorite. Um, the Nuggets do play Minnesota three more times before the end of the season, which is a bizarre scheduling quirk. So they will be able to jump one of those teams for sure by playing them. Um, they will control their own destiny to at least be the two, I think. Whether they get ahead of the Thunder for the one, and remember, if they pull Minnesota down, then the Thunder actually become more likely to get the one because Denver did the work for OKC. Can they catch the Thunder when the Thunder are clearly very invested in the same thing? That's something I don't know. What do you... uh? Without doing the work on it, does it pass the smell test as a bet you might want to place like Denver to win their division? And like that bet is essentially like, will Denver be the one seed or not in the Western Conference? Two games back right now. Here's the part that's really interesting. It's the it's the health question. Everybody we've had on the show and this has been whether it's about MVP or about, you know, title and when to bet them to win the title or if you want to bet them or the division. Everyone is kind of coming into these interviews with us with the same theory that. It's not as important for Denver as other teams to play everybody every night. Not like to go for the one seed, but like maybe they rest. We don't know if Jamal Murray is going to play tonight. Like they may rest him a few times. They may rest KCP a few times. Doesn't it seem like they're now kind of actively telling you they're not going to do that as much? Exactly. Telling you that. So so like, okay, like, great. Like I kind of agreed with the opinion we got all week too, except now, like, I don't think they're going to do that. And if I don't think they're going to do that, then they're, at least as likely as Oklahoma City, or a little, probably a little less likely because they're behind right now to win the division. They might be at least as likely as Minnesota. They host two of the three games, I think, against them. They, they, even no matter where the games are played, they play them three times, and Denver's better. And Minnesota's really good, but Denver's better. And, uh, and so, I, you know, yeah, maybe that needs to be a little less. I'm not saying like I'm going to guarantee they're going to win the division, but this is, uh, this is almost like your anytime touchdown theory. We have three running backs. Let's play the one at the longest price, and maybe he finds the end zone. <laughs> like, let's do that. And in this case, the running back is uh, Yoke. That's the running back that we're betting on in this case. So, yeah, I, I think you, you make an interesting case, and maybe the Nuggets are, like, actively telling us something that we didn't think was true even a week ago. And it probably, and, like, I don't know if there's anything to do about it right now, but it if, if this is going to be true, like, Yoke's going to win MVP again, right? I think he is more likely than SGA to win, would be how I would frame it. I don't think it's like a certainty or whatever, but I think he is just, by some margin, doesn't even have to be way more likely. I think he is just more likely to win at this exact moment than SGA is. But you can disagree on how much more. It could be like 50.149.9 or something like that. I just, uh, it's going to get a little weird. And this has to be said, I just, every time, the zigzag of the Dallas Mavericks is like confounding to try to figure this stuff out, right? If Struess, I I was talking to my friend about this today, I go, God, if Struess doesn't make the three, Luca had a huge game in that game, would have had the game winning pass. And then they then he plays as well as he did last night. And they went like, they'd really be onto something. Indiana would be the only loss in that stretch. Like that'd be it. And you, you would have loved the results that you've gotten, but they lose that game. But then they win last night and they got Boston tomorrow. And you're like, I still have no idea where we're at with this. Like, he's behind. There's no question about that. It still feels possible, but it's like constantly feels like it's on life support. Like every game, like when they lose to Boston, let's say they lose to Boston tomorrow, like the next two they have to win to like almost like stay in it and keep the record afloat and keep people talking about he's the leading scorer in the league and the numbers are outrageous. Um, So yeah, I think the order, like we we did MVP at the start of the week. I said, Jokic has played so well. The order is now correct, I think. And the pricing is close. I think that's still true. Um, 
it's just kind of like if the Nuggets don't rest anybody, is he a little more likely than that to get his third MVP, Jokic? Uh, maybe. Not something I would bet, but I, I, you raise another interesting point. I, I, I just, this is not like a betting thought here. Just if Jokic is going to win his third MVP and they're the one seed going into the playoffs, I wonder if like the public, and I'm not even talking like the betting public, if like NBA fans are going to start turning on Jokic and the Nuggets now. Like too much winning, you've done too much. Like now we need you right. to lose. Well, they win this sports, year, right? If they win this year, then he's it's going to start being Mahomes, where it's going to be like, oh, well, uh, Jokic's brother has this TikTok account that drives everybody crazy. Or <laughs> like all this stuff is going to be, we're just going to invent things. Here's the guy that with like the lowest profile, seems incredibly likable. Mahomes seemed incredibly likable too. Then people came up with 800 reasons why he sucks and we shouldn't like him anymore. Like it'll just happen. I think, I think they got to win this year for any of that to take place. Though I still think, I think we're still in the honeymoon period a little bit, honestly. They just won last June. Uh, Jokic's uh, brother, I think, does have a TikTok account. It's them, like, feeding horses and playing pickup basketball in Serbia. It's not really that interesting. Sounds great. That's, it does yeah. sound great. Listen, a nice little quiet life. You better you better hear with Nick and Ken talking NBA betting. Uh, last note here for now on the NBA, and we do some college hoops maybe next hour. Rick Camp will join us next segment. Do you have anything on the Central Division, like a bet that you might want to place here? Again, Cleveland is favored to win this division right now over Milwaukee. Milwaukee a half game back in the standings of the Cavaliers. 11 and a half point road favorites tonight at Charlotte. Spoiler alert, I'm betting the Bucks in the game. I think Milwaukee's going to go supernova down the stretch here. Um, the, the price isn't really that great. I don't know. Anything to do here in the Central? So I think most people would agree that Milwaukee is more likely to play well down the stretch than how what they've shown you with Doc Rivers, right? And these last few games are an example of that. The win over Minnesota, especially, I think would be an example of that. I think there's no disagreement there. The problem is twofold. So if you're looking at this price like, well, wait, like Giannis and they're coming on and it's really close. How is Cleveland such a big favorite over them? There are two things that Cleveland has going for them. Well, maybe more. Maybe one is Doc Rivers. But there are two other things Cleveland has going for them. Uh, one, I don't think they play Milwaukee ever again. The, the teams are done. So even if Milwaukee's the best team in the league for the next two months, they're not going to take it out on the Cavs. And they're not going to pick up a game on them that way. The two steer clear of each other. If you're Milwaukee, that's bad. If you're playing your best, you want to play Cleveland. Like you want to take the game from them. This is like Denver against Minnesota in the conversation that we just had and then the other thing is overall cleveland schedule is easier so it's just tough easier path don't have to see the buck like <laughs> they're going to beat milwaukee by essentially avoiding them is basically what's going to happen and playing easier teams by while milwaukee plays like boston twice and minnesota and all these teams so the bucks can get there it's just it's a tough bet now that they've already won the three or four games in a row because like they just did that and now the really, really tough stretch starts after this game. Like, they got to play Boston. They play, like, the Clippers, the Lakers on the road. Like, it gets really rough here for two weeks. They take a couple losses. Like, your bet ages terribly. Like, they're about to enter the rough patch where if it was going to go bad, it would go bad. Time to buy was probably, like, a week ago. I don't even have a lot of this. Like, I feel like I missed out a little bit. And now maybe it's just a coin flip. Uh, well, well, you know what you could do? You could join me tonight and lay like Milwaukee on the road to Charlotte. And you, right. well, you could keep, I could just keep betting Bobby Portis. Like every every hour, I want to click the button at this point. Just like, look what happened to Nas Reed. Like eighty to seven, Levert eighteen to four. Portis has two good games in a row. It's like I'm telling you, it's like ninety to three. Like this is what's possible I, in this market. Not that it has to happen, but like, look at what's already happened. I would do like unspeakable things for like a twenty-two <laughs> and nine game tonight from Portis. They're playing Charlie. You can name his score tonight. If he wanted to shoot every time, he would. And they wouldn't even care I, if he did. They're 11 and a half point favorites. I kind of think maybe they should be 21 and a half point favorites tonight. I'm just kidding. Maybe. 
on the other side. Our friend Rick Camp talking NBA and getting you set to bet Formula One this weekend. Of course, in Bahrain. Max Verstappen out of the final corner for the final time. Max Verstappen wins 19 Grand Prix in a single season. Amazing stuff. He wins the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Hamilton has an amazing opportunity to get by. Hamilton does get by, we believe. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. What's that, Sky Sports? Probably, right? Yeah, what was that? Didn't Verstappen win? I don't understand. Yeah, Verstappen kind of like always wins. Uh, kind of like took the fun out of the Formula One season for me at least yeah. last year. That's Abu Dhabi. Oh, that was last Abu year, Dhabi. 2023. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, normal there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a great. Honestly, I don't know how many people get that reference. I I want you to know that I do, and I appreciate that. This is Garfield would always try to send normal yeah. to Abu Dhabi. Twenty twenty three. You could say it's the new normal. Yeah, you could say that. Oh, that's, yeah, so, yeah. that's, that's, it's really, really excellent. <laughs> That's really also it's 2024. What's with us? Oh yeah. Well, that 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 race though was 2023. That was that was the point. That's true. The, the new yeah. normal. <laughs> Nobody gets that it. it's really dorky. It's stupid. That's why it's the best. That's why it's the best. I, there was there was a time in my life and like my dad, rest his soul, loved Garfield. Oh, it's the best. Calvin Love and Hobbes. Garfield. Yeah. Peanuts. The funny pages. The funnies on Sunday I, were the best. Yeah. I I, I don't know when Jim Davis. I. I don't know if Jim Davis is still alive or not, who, like, created Garfield. There was right. a time when I had read, like, every Jefferson's single grandson. Garfield, every, every single, like, Garfield cartoon strip. And they were really, just to make me laugh really hard. Uh, poor yep. poor John Arbuckle. What, what was the name of the vet that he loved, Liz? They got together at one point, right, John and Liz? Yeah. I think they would, like, I think they did, like, go out a couple times. And then Garfield would, whatever, scratch his face off and we would all laugh, you know, or whatever. <laughs> oh, he's abusing him. That's so funny. <laughs> Send Nermal to Abu Dhabi, the cute Nermal <laughs> that Garfield feuded with. All right, anyway. Uh, so this morning, uh, the practice sessions here for the race in Bahrain is the 2024 F1 season is going to kick off. And Max Verstappen doesn't win either of them. And one of his, the, the, the junior Red Bull team, Danny Ricardo, wins the first one. And then Mercedes goes 1-2 with Lewis Hamilton and George Russell in the second. Uh, which maybe like, because this could be a little more interesting this year. Is Red Bull just not going to roll over everyone like they have in the past. Our pal Rick Camp is going to join us here in just a second to talk about that. And... What's going on in the NBA as well. Next hour of the show, Ken and I will talk Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL. We'll do the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Win total guesses with eight buckets and some college basketball off of last night. Power hour, final hour, Jake the Snake Hassan on Major League Baseball and all our bets for tonight. But right now, it's our friend on video. What a treat this is. The great Rick Camp from 4 for 4 and Bet Spurts and co-host of the podcast, I'm Fat with Jay Zawoski. Encourage everybody to check that out. Rick on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. Rick, it's your pals Nick and Ken, what's up? It's good to talk to you guys. I went and saw the Garfield movie at a drive-in because I really wanted to see the second half of the, because you got to, you got two movies in there and it was the day after tomorrow. So I like <laughs> sat through the awful Garfield movie to see the day after tomorrow at a drive-in theater. And day after tomorrow was good. I don't know if it was good enough to sit through Garfield for, but. That's about the, all the Garfield reference I even have at this point. I uh, I don't know if I've have you ever have you ever been to a drive-in movie, Nick? You ever been to one? No. 
I've never um, been to one in my entire maybe life. Maybe when I was like in high school and I feel, yeah, maybe like, maybe like once, maybe once. Like as a, like as a date? Like how would you have gone? I think it was more like I went with guys like under the press, under like the premise of picking up girls. And then like, we all just like talk yeah. to each other. And, We're like, going to go to the drive-in. We're going to pick up, pick up some girls. And in the car, you're just yeah. like, oh, you want to go home and play Halo? Like, yeah. Let's go home. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> I <laughs> won't <laughs> be getting laid tonight. I am alone. I am alone. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. Going to bed. I am going to bed. Oh man, that could take a really dark turn too at some point. Really, uh, if, if we weren't on terrestrial radio. <laughs> but anyway, oh, uh, Rick, we yeah. we got to do. We, we, we already have like five minutes left with you, which is really funny. Uh, Nick was trying to explain to me kind of what's going on with Formula One. I knew Verstappen had won like every race last year, and I knew that this was the first race of this year. But I also remember, like I do watch Drive to Survive, and I remember one year, like everyone thought Mercedes was still good, and then they showed up, and the car like almost like didn't have a left wheel. Like it was just like fundamentally flawed, and everyone figured it out. And it was like, oh my God, like this is going to be way different than we thought. Is that happening right now with like Red Bull and Verstappen, who are like the favorites to win everything? Is that what's happening, or is it just like randomness, bad luck? Like what's what's happening right now in Bahrain? Which is a crazy question to ask, but I want to ask it. I think it's more randomness than anything because the big thing with Mercedes that year was it was the first year of new regulations, so everybody was kind of scrapping a lot of what they had to do uh, for what the new regulations were going to be. Now. Uh, Verstappen and Red Bull are still heavy, heavy favorites to win the Drivers' Championship and the Constructors' Championship, and I think that's what it's going to end up being. Uh, I think there's a little bit of them just not putting everything out there in these practices and just kind of showing up to either the last practice and unqualifying or just qualifying and being like, and it's over. So basically what everybody's been thinking is that way, but I really think kind of as Drive to Survive showed this year, because essentially Red Bull outside of Horner didn't participate, the midfield is where there's a lot of, could be a lot of interesting movement, and just like how you tear out the different teams, I think is fascinating this year, especially since the, it seems like the most common term is racing bulls, is what AlphaTauri was, the Visa Cash App, whatever, Red Bull team. That team seems to have taken a big step forward. Alpine is in like full disarray. They're falling down the grid to where they're down there with what used to be Alfa Romeo that's now Sauber and Haas and Williams has gotten better. So while Red Bull is probably still just going to be the class of the season, I think it's going to be slightly closer than last year to where you'll actually have like more than three people win races possibly. And it's still going to be a lot of fun though because of all the jockeying in the in the I, I can even say above the midfield, but just below Red Bull. All right, so let's go. And Nick and Ken here with Rick Ham from 4 for 4 and Bet Spurts. I don't know if we're going to get to NBA, Rick. I want to go lightning round here because we only have like five, we have like four or five minutes left here. And I want to hit a couple hello. different things with you. Yeah, That's and, and to be fair, it was, it was really <laughs> right. good. It was really I want to hit a couple, diff a couple different things about this race in Bahrain coming up on Sunday. So let's start with the winner mm -hmm. of tomorrow morning's practice. This is Friday morning. I think 7.30 a.m. Eastern time is when this is going to start. So Max Verstappen, who for people that don't know, is like basically he's like the Michael 
Jordan right now of Formula One. Like, he wins all the time. He absolutely dominates. He did not win either of the practices today. So, look, it's possible that he shows up and dominates tomorrow, or maybe there's, like, an issue here with the Red Bull car. It's going to take them some time to get it sorted out. Now, Verstappen's the favorite, but he's a plus favorite, plus 160, followed by Lewis Hamilton, who won the second practice today, Charles Leclerc from Ferrari, George Russell of Mercedes. Rick, will you have a bet on this practice coming up tomorrow? And and if not, like, what, what do you think you'd want to do? I'm not going to have a, a bet on the practice. Just the, I'm going to wait for qualifying to try and have anything. I, I think qualifying could be really fascinating. But in terms of the practice, it's just a matter of, I think this is also a learning time where it's okay to not necessarily have a bet, but try to re, try to keep track of who seems to really be putting it all out there in, in the third practice session. And then maybe taking that to the next race and being like, okay, these teams showed a lot in practice session three. Is that going to be a consistent thing that's just like a, a philosophical thing for certain teams? Or is that just a race by race as upgrades come around uh, type thing? So I'm more just going to be taking notes on practice three. But when it, it comes to it, I'm, I'm really interested, especially with a lot of the contract situations. Like with Lewis Hamilton already signed up for Ferrari for 25, I wonder how much there's going to be a lean towards George Russell, George Russell in terms of updates in terms of ideas for what the upgrades are going to be and what gets prioritized. And when it comes down to race by race, you know, if there's team orders, is that going to go Hamilton's way or is that going to go Russell's way? Or is it going to be kind of a race by race basis? I think those are the types of things that I'm really keeping an eye on uh, for a few of these teams, but especially a high profile team like Mercedes, whether it comes to how that affects qualifying practice sessions or races. And Rick's point on Mercedes, very interesting because Lewis Hamilton with one more like championship, like a like, driver's championship, um, will set the all-time record. He will hold it with eight. And uh, is Mercedes going to try and get that for him if their car is awesome? Or are they going to try and get it for their guy, George Russell, who is like the future of the team? As Rick said, Lewis Hamilton already signed with Ferrari for next year. He'll be replacing Carlos Sainz. Uh, let's go to um, the qualifying winner uh, who's going who's gonna to start this race. Verstappen's even money right now, Rick, to, st- to, to start it on pole for the race coming up on Sunday. Charles Leclerc, Ferrari, plus 350. Lewis Hamilton at six. And then we go into the double digits from there. Lando Norris is a little interesting to me of uh, like McLaren's lead driver along with the youngster Oscar Piastri. Lando plus 1,600. Any interest in trying to take down Verstappen and qualifying here in like 30 seconds? And then we'll ask you your winner for the race to close. Yeah, I think I'm going to break a unit apart and put a little on Leclerc just because he won a few polls. Last season, so Ferrari, very good in one lap. It's a matter of how can they last over the course of an entire race. I think it's either Lando or Piastri that I would put, you know, for just a longer odds play. Not as good in races where there's a ton of straights. They're better in especially sector two this race. McLaren's going to be very good. So they're going to have to dominate that and survive the other sectors and just hope their right their rear wing that's going to help with their DRS how is going to carry them through to make up the difference in the other two sectors. If people are out there, they're like, what's Sector 2? I think it's like one of like the early stages in Final Fantasy 7. I don't know what it is either. That's okay. Rick's giving us bets, and Rick knows what he's talking about. Rick, who's going to win the race coming up in Bahrain? Uh, Max Verstappen was a bigger favor, now only minus 250 after the practice results today. Lewis Hamilton is at 7, Leclerc 11, Sergio Perez at 14, along with George Russell, Lando Norris at 20, Carlos Sainz at 22, along with Fernando Alonso of Aston Martin. Who wins coming up on Sunday? How are you betting it? A hard 30 seconds to wrap 
I think Verstappen is going to win. If there's anything I want to bet, it's something like Daniel Ricciardo of the Racing Bulls to get a top six. You can find that at a decent number. He's getting enough respect to where a top 10 isn't getting you much value, but I think they're going to be the team that moves up the most. And I want to hat tip Alex Albon a little bit for a guy who should get some points, even though the Williams is a bottom half team. Yeah, so and for people that have not yet watched Drive to Survive, Williams has this like uh they hired this guy from Mercedes, I think his name is Jim Knowles, and the guy's like absolutely brilliant. And Williams is better last year than expected, and Alex Albon is their lead driver. Rick, great job as always, brother. We appreciate it on Twitter at Rick C Camp. Check out the podcast. I'm fat, four for four in Betsperts. Stay well, enjoy the food, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, guys. Good to talk to you as always. I love that. A lot of races, a lot of bets yeah, coming up for Bahrain. Lewis, this is not right, Lewis, to sign with Ferrari. All right, hour number three coming up next. College Hoops, National Football League, and you here on the BetQL Network.